This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? With Karen and Chris. Welcome <laughs> to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgarrow. We're at the uh, All Just That. Give me too a little loud. more voice. Too loud? Too. No. Too European? There we go. I'm oh. from Europe. I just got here from Europe. Yes, I. I. That's. It's so funny. Yesterday, I. I didn't know where you were coming from. I should have realized it probably wasn't Idaho. I would appreciate that you would keep up with my touring schedule on the internet, but whatever, that's fine. Well, you you texted me from the future because it was already, <laughs> uh, whatever, like eight or nine in the morning in, where were you, in Denmark? Yes, that's and, right. And so I got it at midnight, but here's the catch is my phone was dead and sometimes when I power it up, that's when a bunch of texts come in. So oh, yeah. I wasn't sure. Because oh, you, you said, will you pick me up tonight? And it's like, well. Oh, I, I knew, didn't adjust. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew that the, even with that, though, I didn't know when this text came in. So, and then additionally, I looked at the flights because I'm very responsible. That's I was true. pretty proud of my, I was on a stakeout. I was eating a hoagie. <laughs> you I know, in the take car. care of business. I was looking at the, and, and a bunch of flights were coming direct from Denmark uh, last night. Oh. And so I really thought, and none tonight. And then I thought, well, maybe she's coming from London. But I knew the minute I drove back home, you'd land and go, hey, I was just stuck in customs. Wait. So did, I texted. Did you actually Joe drive Schwartz. over here last night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, no. No, I, I, it was me being dumb because I, even once I found out, well, I did find out once I was. But Joe, Joe Schwartz sent me all your info immediately. Oh, and God bless him. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. He's the best. I've known him forever. How, oh, have you really? I, I kind of. That's I mean, awesome. As, as long as, 
I didn't start existing until I moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> until you California. met Joe Schwartz, really. Do you, why do you, do you think that because of the recent political climate, people are getting mad at their parents, quitting their bank or law, lawyer jobs and moving here to become creative and yes. they're all arriving right now? Yes. It's tonight's the night they decided to come. I've never seen anybody put anything in reverse at the airport. This person just did. That I've never a seen a car in reverse. Towards me. It, it it's actually, ballsy. I couldn't even believe it was happening. <laughs> I diverted my eyes. I averted them. Um, well, I appreciate, I'm so sorry I made you drive over here. I didn't think we're, we have been, uh, I think I've been on the, yeah, I've been gone since May 5th. And so in that time, oh, wow. um, that's a long, that's it, the longest you've been on the road, right? I know it's like two, two full weeks. That's I so, think. and shows every night shows pretty much every night. We had a day off in one place and then we had a day off in Amsterdam. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Where Stockholm. Where you just smoked hash blocks. We actually did smoke a tiny bit of pot. I think we were all so scared to get too high that we would bum ourselves out. Right. That um, That's my fear. We bought the tiniest touch of pot and then it would, we were all just taking these baby hits and sitting there staring at each other. Um, in you the, and Georgia in the cafe. and, and Vince, Steven? yeah. Oh, Vince. Oh, I, it's funny because I sent him a message. Do you know? Never mind. Did you really? Yeah, on oh. Facebook. We aren't pals, but I was like, sorry. No, no. I got to the bottom of it, and I felt a sense of accomplishment. <laughs> sorry. So you smoked a little no, bit no. of weed in one of those cafes. Is it yes. called a hash bar? Am I? No, no. They're called coffee bars. Oh, and that's so what we call them. I know, but they're but ours. <laughs> We have coffee in them. Yes. Over there, they don't give that much of a shit about coffee. Well, at least in the countries I was in, because I didn't. I started drinking tea. Oh like, yeah. In the you know how much I drink coffee, and I had to switch over because every time I got a cup of coffee, there was something oddly like empty about it. Oh, um, have you become a teetotaler? I might. <laughs> I might. I might be fully British now. <laughs> uh, but so in the last Vince, I think did. And I'm not going to be able to get this right, but it was something like we've taken like eight flights in the past or more than that. It oh, has wow. to be more. There's some crazy number of flights that we've taken in all this time. I have to say to anybody who's scared to fly or travel, just for someone who uh, lately have been doing it so much. Yeah. Do you don't have to be like just as someone who's like, if you're every once a year, you fly home and you yeah. get really nervous and have to take a bunch of pills. You don't have to be nothing ever fucking happens. Right. Right. Nothing ever happens. And as someone that has flown many, many times, at least a couple times a month. Yes. It's, I've never even felt like something almost happened. Right. But I'll nonchalantly go across a, of streets like where there isn't a crosswalk. Sorry, you know how I can't finish a sentence when people are merging. When, when every car is trying to aim towards you, and it's much more realistic that you're just gonna die from a you know a wayward fish hook or yeah. a. <laughs> Wait, do you want me to tell you about the wayward fish hook story that I actually have? It's pretty awful. Uh, yeah. Well, I my... don't even know why I said that. <laughs> Because you wanted me to tell the story. <laughs> My cousin Stevie has a friend who went fishing up in like the, um, you know, outback of Canada. Sure. And he, the fly fishing. Mm -hmm. And there's, he's standing on a boat and it's just him and his, I think his brother. And he fucking goes to cast his line and the fucking fish hook gets caught on his eyelid. Oh. And they're out in the middle of nowhere. That's 
No, that's something that that's something I dreamt up like my <laughs> uh, razor blade water slide. Oh. No! Yeah, it's just a thing of razor blades. Mm-hmm. I used to think about it all the time. And then you land in a bleach pool? Oh, uh, it was lemonade. I wanted <laughs> it to be summertime refreshing, at least. I wonder if that's a thing kids used to say to each other, like, thinking of the worst thing you can think of. Be, like, what's the worst idea? And then everyone had to say it. Because I think fish hook in the eyelid and razor blades. Fish hook in the eyelid is horrible. It's and you, there's no medical attention. I think you had to leave it there until they got into town. Yeah, because you can't. There's a barb. Oh, yeah, God. And he and he didn't cut the line. He didn't. You know, he just took the whole pole. I'm just kidding. You know what? Yeah, he just <laughs> drug it in there, jogged in there, put it in a wheelbarrow. He's like, how quickly can we get me back out on that lake? I, I just have fish and fever, <laughs> and the only cure is to get this hook out of my damn eye. That's the reason I don't like fishing. It's not the the lives of fish. No. I pretended it was this whole time. It's dealing with the hook. Yes. Very sharp, killing, small killing, ancient killing machines. And I've talked about catching a bird fishing on here, what? right? I was on a boat and I cast, there was bait, fishes, like live sardines, and I cast off the boat and a bird swept down and swallowed my bait in midair and then I was flying a bird like a kite oh, and reeling him in. I'm sure you've And he was that. flying everywhere. Yeah, it was just but awful because yeah. I was thinking of the hook in his little throat. Yes. It's a terrible trick on that it was, bird. It was, oh, the worst thing I could have ever done to that bird. But you could have started a show called Bird Pranks and really made a killing. Yeah. I, oh, well. I'd be up there with the, the guy that started bum fights. I would. <laughs> You'd be in the same class of human. I wonder if we've ate, you've told me this story before on the air, and then B, when telling me the story, we did the same exact riff. Because I, I feel like these days I'm podcasting so much, I must be repeating myself like I, four and five Well, times. you know I already was when I would podcast like once a month. Sure. That's okay. My dad used to tell the same story all the time, and I'd lean over to my sister and go, oh, it sounds like... Number 57 is in the chamber. <laughs> but we still wanted to hear it. Yes, that's right. Because he told it or changed it or well, and also, added, added some lies yeah, to you make to, it better. You embellish. You, over yeah. the years, you have to zhuzh it up. But also, I told, I just <laughs> ja, told ja. Georgia. You got to gabor it up. You got to gabor that thing. You got to slap a cop it up. Um, as I was coming upstairs, well, like while we were leaving, I go, guess what I'm going to do right now? Podcasting. <laughs> and she was like, oh, no. And I said, no, I really... One of the main reasons is very selfish, and I didn't put it together that it was fucking Friday night at LAX. I apologize, and to any of our listeners who know and who listen, this is the worst time you could ever be at LAX. Yeah. A bad airport anyway, Friday night this, is Yeah, this is a like, yeah, this is like the, the Rolling Stones reunion concert <laughs> of LAX nights. It, <coughs> sorry. It's very much like leaving a concert. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you don't move, and it, people are, like, threatening you with their car. Yeah, except we aren't on the heels of having done something fun. <laughs> no, I've... You know what I'm on the heels of? Ten hours in a fucking airplane. No, <laughs> sorry, 12, because we had to take... We had to take a flight from Glasgow to Heathrow, and then Heathrow to LAX. Glasgow? Glasgow, we had a show... Well, technically... Again, I'm so sorry I made you go to the airport. <laughs> it's Okay. It, I should have... I can't believe it. I looked at it, and it's like, wait, it was eight hours into the future there. Oh, by the way, I don't know how that isn't time travel, if someone could explain to me. I think it is. You called me from Thursday 
Yeah. And I was sitting there Wednesday night thinking, tomorrow night's Thursday night. To you, it was, of course, Friday night. Friday night. That is some Michael J. Foxian <laughs> flux capacitating classic time travel. Christopher, I'm not done. Christopher Lord oh. in a silver cowboy outfit <laughs> and some unexplainable goggles. Oh, so part three? Yeah. Is a cowboy? Oh, you're going Biff, to the bad one? Biff is now your friend. He's not a bully. <laughs> Uh, Wait, Leah Thompson <laughs> is still your mom, but she's got the hots for you. You're back at the first one. St- Leah Thompson with that old age makeup, but then the really big boobs. Remember when he goes to Las Vegas? Yeah, they. why did they give her boobs? In Howard the Duck, I was like, oh, she's like a normal. Yeah, she is. And I think in that one, it was she's like... She's one of the normies. She's a normie. She's like normcore. She's early just Caroline normcore. in the city. She was... She was Caroline kind of in the suburbs. But then <laughs> when they go when they go to Las Vegas, I think she was supposed to have gotten breast implants, which at the time was like, can you believe breast implants? Which is now like re- required. Um, but I think that was supposed to be the idea that she had married Biff. They lived in Las Vegas and she'd become this kind of old slut, I guess. Wow, what, which one is there? There is a oh, chance. Sorry, that's part two. Oh, which one is the Western? Three. Okay. From what I remember. Yeah, I... And I just traveled. You know what? The other ones didn't steal my heart, like uh, the original, you know, with the Twin Pines Mall. I thought it was so smart that he ran into a tree, and then I was like, wait, that's how it became the Lone Pine Mall. I thought that was the smartest Never picked up on that. There's so many little things where you... They aren't that hard to get, but they were uh, very... Very, uh, you know, you felt great when you'd caught him. So. That's, you know, Billy Wilder, who's a great, famous screenwriter. He had, he has like seven rules for screenwriting or something. And one of them is give the audience the benefit of the doubt. They'll love you for it. And that's a perfect example of like. Totally. You know that there are network people that or movie studio people that were like, that doesn't, nobody's going to follow that. Nobody's going to track and that. And nothing, says, yes, they are. nothing is more offensive when you're watching a movie, you get what's happening. You're like, oh, that's because, because he's going back. And then, and then the guy turns to camera and basically said, this happened because I went back. I went Why back. Why would you tell me? Yes. When I already you knew. went back. Don't call me an idiot. That's exactly. why, it's that's so why narrating is uh, so cheap. If any movie that has narration you can immediately minus 15 points because that's you're not doing your job as a writer. Right. It's and no, we aren't we're of course not talking about Shawshank. Don't get on us with the Shawshank. Shawshank business. is the Shark- exception. To I every love rule. Shark Tank. <laughs> I love Shark Tank Redemption. Sharks, the- <laughs> I have a pitch for you. It's a movie called Shawshank Redemption. It's really good. Sharks what do you what is, how is this different from the original Shawshank? No, it is the original Shawshank. I just think everyone should watch it. I, I need a million it. dollars for personal reasons. I really, because I got these theater seats in my house and I'm, <laughs> I'm busting you all in to watch it. So much popcorn. Who's um, in? Who's in? Who's it? Sharks? I've never watched that show. Mark Cuban? I just know I that know. you call them sharks. I mean, people call them sharks. Um, I, I, I did watch a few of them recently. And prior to that, I a had A few not. Shark, shark Tankers? Yeah, yeah. Or Shark Shankers? Well, it's crazy because everything you watch on there, they hurt someone's feelings and their chin trembles. And they're like, oh. well, my life's work. But then, inevitably, you go online and all of these things are available. For yes. It, so just being on there, even if you lose, 
maybe if you lose, it's a good thing because then they're like, wait, that's available? Yeah. I support you if even if Mark Cuban won't. The point is, I want to get in there. Finally, my napkin that attaches to the edge of the table and also my neck, like a food trampoline, is going to be off the ground. Wait, that's the slogan. Boy, oy, Keep oy. that food off the ground. Boy, oy, oy. Or my name isn't Chris X Comedian Fairbanks. I don't need that comedy shit anymore now that I have my sale napkin. <laughs> and call now and we'll also add the lap dog. That's a napkin for your dog so you can pee in your lap. That's a dog that eats the food off your lap like a napkin, right. like a living napkin. So as I think this out, and I know this is during the commercial, you don't need the original <laughs> napkin. Just buy a dog. What do you think, sharks? <laughs> The sharks are also in the commercial. <laughs> oh, goodness. A lot of great ideas. You know what? None of those ideas could have happened if we weren't at LAX on Friday I am night. not. The airport return would not allow me. Don't go there, please. I'm going straight. Get me out of here, please. Um, Hello, you old worthless light-up pillars. Hey, hey, pillars that change colors in an ineffectual way. And are you noticing there, there's pieces of glass missing? Yes. Did you know it's because they fall off and <gasps> shatter? No. They Why are aren't they just plastic? They aren't being, they are, I'm telling you, I saw, because I came around that corner, I was like, why are there all these windshields shattered? Because they're still in a square form. They just land and... And they and people don't run and get them immediately. Or uh, they haven't landed on a homeless man. I mean, and every single one. So we are talking about. There's these light up pillars on the way into LAX. Yeah, and it's they're art. They're kind of pretty. Yeah, but they are. They have light bulbs or whatever in the mid in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Now I have hiccups. You have to explain <laughs> it. They. I'll take it from here. Thanks. They. They sort of the the colors oscillate from a pink to a green to a blue. Sharks. What will you give me? What's that? <laughs> so from a distance, they look good in like a photo of LAX. But up close, they're dingy uh, rods of broken glass. <laughs> yeah, they look like. You know what it is? It looks like something that would be it, if the Beverly Center Center got abandoned. And then, because it's like, instead of one big tube of glass, right. it's it's pieces of glass right. that on every single one of these pillars, glass has fallen, fallen off. And you know, once that piece of glass is missing, it's the, the metal underneath. What an eyesore. Don't get us started on these pillars. Oh, I have written to the comptroller. I have written to the city commissioner. I've written to Batman and the penguin. What do you, can you define in 10 words? What a comptroller is. I think, I think the comptroller, sorry, I didn't mean no, to No, no, it's okay. I think, this, when just... I get an idea, when I think something, I have to yell it. Um, I think the comptroller's akin to an accountant, but that's just a guess. But it's such an official title. I know, it's the best. Somebody sent me on Twitter the other day, they sent me a picture, someone was running for, uh, you know, city council or whatever, and the name is Richard Ramirez. <laughs> Oh no! Yes. Wow! It's still too soon for the night yeah. soccer to run for city council. I haven't watched it, but there's a new Netflix documentary called Evil Genius. Weird names or whatever, oh. and it's like one guy's named Donald Trump, another there's mm -hmm. there's also like your, you know, Jarvis Neckbone or whatever. <laughs> they just have weird names, and 
<laughs> I, don't, I, oh. I could immediately see that guy. Yeah, yeah. He you had know. Bad, like kind of a bad skin tone. Yeah, but great at mouth harp. Yeah. <laughs> great at wearing overalls. <laughs> <clears throat> and saying saying terrible things about Obama as the shoulder strap slides down seductively. Oh, oh sorry. I don't know why I went there. <laughs> seductively. I don't, I don't know why I made him uh, sexy, man. Some of the hottest overalls you've seen in the bayou are on Jarvis Neckbone. Please look out for him, sharks. I, re- I really appreciate you remembering his name. <laughs> it's a great name. That's going to be with me for a while. <laughs> but there's that, that guy, Ramirez. I mean, I didn't even know you grew up fearing him your whole youth, right? Yes, because Richard he killed Ramirez. here and then also in San Francisco. Yes. I can't remember though. I think I can't remember if it was the late 80s or the early 90s when he did it. You know what really scares me is a person that was given um a handsome face by the Lord. Uh-huh. And in spite of that, their craziness made it to where they're like, nope, I'm letting my teeth rot out. Yes. So if you ever see it, because I've seen homeless uh, folks or people down, you know, I hate even saying homeless people, but people wandering around the streets that have mental issues. Right. And when they're handsome, meaning they could have just shown up and said, hey, hire me. Yeah, I want to be an actor. Look at my jawline. It's, uh, that's when you know they're stabby. Well, and also you know that this town is so awful because it is chock full of beautiful people that nobody cares about. And that's one of the most frightening things, I think, when I first moved here is I realized it doesn't matter if you're good looking. You have to have like five things going on, not just one or two. I think for me it was like a reassuring thing because when I first moved here and I was randomly sent to these... You know, auditions for big cat food commercials and everything. Yeah. Everyone in the room, I mean, for real things, it was all a bunch of beautiful dudes that were a little taller than me. Yeah. That looked like me if I had never done anything bad to my body. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I lost. But then you realize you've got to do other stuff. And then that's who perseveres, right? And look at me today. Exactly. Driving an 0800 cord. Not at LAX anymore. Right. Oh, God. Is this not the most beautiful patch of road you've ever seen? Oh, and it smells great. What is that? My car about to die? (laughs) (laughs) Is it your car blowing up? It just, it is that burning oil smell. Well, also... And all my lights are on because I jump-started my neighbor's car and it blew a fuse. So I don't, I don't know which of those warning lights... You, is bluffing or not. One of your warning lights says USA. Like a fucking... Like a, a super... It does? U, oh. USA. Far left? USA? Am I reading that wrong? Oh, it is. It's, it is VSA. But oh. in Greek, that V <laughs> is very much a U. It's very much... I'm reading it as if it was chiseled onto the front of a bank. Boy, you have been in Europe. <laughs> Oh, all my V's are switched to you. I'm sorry. I'm so used to this. Oh, am I drinking tea again? Oh, I found some in my beret. Will you tell me some of the places you went to? Yes. Because I've been to Spain and in, in Manchester, England. Ooh, That's we went about... to Manchester. I love... Okay. Everywhere we went, we were only there for a day or two. So right. we had no experiences. I had a... A couple people tell me lists of things to do yeah. and didn't do fucking anything. Um, so we started, we landed in, uh, the first city we were in was Dublin. We were two nights in Dublin 
and then from go to a pub. Uh, See, I don't, I can't do we it. Did. Sorry, we I went won't. to the oldest. I won't. There's a place called do the Brazen Head in P- Dublin that is from 1150. It's That's a, fucking insane. It's a pub from 1150. We went there. It's just like a regular pub, but it has this cool 1150. Yes, isn't that I, nuts? I saw a tombstone from 1600 something, and I lost my mind. Yeah. And another one from the 1700s with a joke that said, help, there's worms and beetles down here. <laughs> no! Yeah. A guy was like, I want this joke on my tombstone. I love that guy forever. I know. He's, He's he the will, best. He will forever rest <laughs> in my heart. beetles and worms <laughs> down help. here. It's, uh, it was the best. <laughs> I laughed forever. That's so good. Okay, so Dublin Two Nights, mm-hmm. amazing, so fun, the perfect kickoff. Then we went to Oslo. I was very nervous about Oslo, Norway, because I uh, people always say like, oh, there's certain countries, like comics we know, and right. I don't know if you've done stand-up over there, but like no, no. the audiences respond differently. So even if they love what you're doing, they don't, they're not verbal. Okay. And they don't make a ton of noise, they don't clap a lot. They're very reserved. And I heard like that uh, Norway might be like that and Stockholm might be like that. So I was like, oh, we're going to get this weird energy and right. all of our, you know, it's a live podcast. So everything that we do is off of the energy of what people are responding to. So like, we're just riffing off each other's stories. Right. And I will completely go blank if I think no one likes it. You know right, what I mean? Like right. I'll start panicking, whatever. Of um, course. They were such great shows. They were exactly like shows from here. Oh, so the audience wasn't. They were vocally... They were vocally... in no way like that. Oh, they were wow. They were as good, if not better, than any other live show we've ever done. Yeah. And the people were... First of all, they're speaking two fucking languages, which that blows me so away. I kept thinking about it where I'm like, imagine if you had to speak Norwegian right now. Oh, just everyone speaks English. Everyone. And pretty much everywhere, huh? Yes. God, we're all dumb. We're so dumb. And they speak it with really, uh, really believable accent. So this is, George and I talked about this on stage a bunch while we were there when we were in Oslo at the meet and greet. So like when we read these stories, they're from, you know, sure, Nor- sure. Norway murders. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. So we can't pronounce any city. And at one point we got, I got a girl to be our translator where we would just go up and show her the paper and she would say the name of the city. Oh, she like, like mimic her. She jumped up on stage to do that. We, I, she was just like right there. We just uh, picked oh, a girl okay, in the okay. front row. Yeah. It was just like kind of a fun bit to do, but yeah. it was also because it, every city had four A's and circles over letters and oh. shit that we would, had no idea. Umlauts. Um, so there were umlauts <laughs> came into the picture somewhere along the line. I call anything an umlaut. <laughs> They're all umlaut-esque. Um, That's not, but the then word. when we went to the meet and greet, uh-huh. the, the people would come up and they would say, because I would say, like, what's your name? And they would go like, and then I'd try to mimic what they said to me, and then they'd just go, it's, it's basically Kristen. And they would say oh, it just wow. like I just said it. So oh, they would be wow. speaking how they normally speak, and then they would have to switch to English Valley Girl, basically, to be like, it's basically Kristen. Really? Like, no accent in the American yeah. version of them just talking? Just flatten it right out oh, for me. wow. So embarrassing. That is, we should all be so embarrassed. Not for that, but for a bunch of reasons. For hey, so while you're on reasons. the plane, you know, there's another school shooting. Yeah, I heard there's a oh. second in, in one day. See, we're, we're good at some stuff. Oh, oh God. I don't like my jokes. We had, you know, we had a joke. Our last show was in oh. Glasgow last night, and all... All we said was Georgia, like, rolled her eyes about Donald Trump, and the whole room went insane. Yeah, yeah. And then we were just both, like, so embarrassing. We're just yeah. so embarrassed. I know. I, I, uh, 
I'm, I guess that's I'll roll my eyes when I, I'm just going to Canada. That's not. But they still, <laughs> it's even more guilt when you go there because they have to vicariously live through us yes. and they follow our politics more than theirs because they're disconnected from theirs a little because it's like sort of European country. Oh, yeah. And I'm always embarrassed because people in Canada know everything about America and I don't know. I mean... Well, just, you know, Justin just Trudeau, Trudeau is hot. He's handsome. He's hot ass. Until they hired some handsome guy. I mean, he's I just hot. knew they had hockey players on their $5 bill. <laughs> they love hockey. They're very polite people. They have really good Kit Kats. Oh, my God. We got... They brought us Oops, so sorry. much... sorry. That's okay. So much, like, um, candy over there. We got to try... No, like they're they would bring us a bag and they'd be like, This is the best candy, this is my favorite, this. It was nuts. I mean, like, it was so fun. But I would only like when we'd go back to the hotel room, I'd be like, just pick one. You can't have a whole pile of candy in your room. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm yeah, the I'm I had a roommate back when I was snowboarding that just ate candy all day and he was just an in shape. You know, I'm sure he doesn't eat candy all the time now, but I've never seen someone just eat chocolate every day, but it was all European, and it was the best. Yeah. I'm not even, like, a sweet tooth person, but once I had a taste of that something uh, I can't remember anymore. Cadbury? Oh, just the cream egg. I love how it's liquid liquid sugar (laughs) with no discernible flavor. That looks like an egg. Oh, the Cadbury cream egg can go straight to Hellboy. (laughs) Uh, It can go straight to Ron Perlman's ass. (laughs) That's where it belongs. (laughs) (laughs) You, I guess I did, I meant to uh, go straight to Hellboy like a Clash song. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I do no. want to hear more European stories. Okay, so we then, from Oslo, we went to Stockholm. Same deal, amazing show. Made popular by the syndrome. Exactly, and that was the story I was going to do. Oh, really? Because that's from a bank robbery, but it wasn't that interesting. Like, it, it basically is the story you've already heard, which is these guys robbed a bank, they got caught, and then all the people that were in the bank were like, don't be mean to these guys. They're just, you know, they're just oh, working class. Sure, sure. Or whatever. I didn't really read the story that thoroughly. Please look it up if you're interested in the Stockholm <laughs> Syndrome, because what I just told you isn't the truth. <laughs> no, they just, they're just working class, and they all were drinking paps together. <laughs> I think oh shit well there's an interesting I was going to say Edwin Neckbone but that wasn't his name <laughs> Jarvis Neckbone Jarvis shit Edwin his brother who reads <laughs> yeah his uptight brother that works at the bank there's a documentary or no it's a it's not a documentary it's a it's a but it's very very based on oh what's her name Madeline Albright no Con. <laughs> Madeline Con. oh I really like her she's the life. greatest She's the greatest, with the most beautiful singing voice. She's just the best. Just the funniest. She's gone now. She died. (laughs) She died. She died. Ah, she died. Ah, she died. 1100s, this pub was made. (laughs) No, they, she was a staunch atheist that helped to get prayer out of school. Yep. Madeline, do-do-do-do-do, and then she disappeared. Yes, and there's a movie about it, and I watched it, and I should remember her name, but they, they kidnapped her, and at first you thought it was going to be a Stockholm Syndrome because they're, like, playing cards and 
everyone's being cool, cool and then it just goes to heck. Madeline Margaret o- O'Toole? Something like that? Yeah, it is three names. Madeline Conchia, Conchita Alonzo. Alonzo. <laughs> Madeline James almost. <laughs> almost. Almost right. <laughs> James. Madeline Edwin Neckbone. I hope that you like I went inland just to take you past Playa del Rey and then we're finally getting back on the freeway required to go to where you live. I think you wanted to remind me of home and what this is really all about. Yeah. Uh, And I appreciate it. Of course. I'm here to get you back, reacclimate you. You've been gone a very long time. I really have. And what I was telling Georgia is, I get so depressed when I call an Uber from LAX. I, I, it's what I always do. And it and takes standard. it takes an hour now. It's not working anymore. Yeah, t- it takes forever. Yeah. But something about going on a really long trip and then getting into a stranger's car right. is so heartbreaking to me. I don't know why. Yeah, it so really... I tricked you into picking me up twice. I'm so used to it because I've never... I mean, sometimes my roommate picks me up, but it, there isn't like a hot cocoa Christmas feel about it. <laughs> I, I kind of miss getting in the super shuttles. Oh even, yeah. Because it's like I don't know, but then you got to stop. Super shuttles, yeah, bum me out because I was always going in one to the airport, and I would always be really hungover to the point where I wanted to throw up, and they would stop and pick up every asshole in Los Angeles. There right. was one time in the super shuttle, we waited outside. That big, tall apartment building that's on Rossmore. You know when Vine turns into Rossmore? Yes, I do know that building. And it's all old-fashioned. This girl rolled out like 15 or 20 minutes after the super shuttle pulled up. Oh, and we no. we waited for her. And everyone in the super shuttle was so pissed. Of course you would. Did anyone say anything? I remember there being fights on it. Like, Ugh. if you delayed, people would get vocal. And then you're in a bus of yelling people. Yeah. I mean, you might as well be on some hillside road with a bunch of chickens in it. <laughs> There's nothing good. Super shuttle is like punishment for poor people who want to travel. It really is. Horrible. <laughs> That's why you have to drive people to the airport. It's just like, just yeah. do that one thing and because it's so awful. People always ask me why I live where I live, but I'm 10 minutes from LAX, man. It's yeah. pretty great. That's really nice. Like, you could have told me... Um, I'm walking out to the curb now. I could have left then and probably should have. And you would have waited less than me fumbling around. Not it's it's pretty great to be that close, but everything for every other reason, it's ridiculous that I live. It's over just here. a different town, it's so far away. It is. Okay, so then we did Stockholm town. and then we went to London. And then London to Amsterdam. What did you do in London? Did were you able to hang out in London? That's a neat city. That's the fastest we were anywhere. We were there uh, for. We flew in. We did the show. The next morning, we took the train to Manchester, which was awesome. I love it there. The built. It's really cool. I love those buildings. I love Manchester. I mean, again, we didn't get to see anything, but our hotel was right across the street from the Hacienda, that club that. Tony Wilson ran that's from 24 Hour Party People. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure, that's sure. All that, like... Joy, Joy Division guy. Yes, exactly. Sure. We, that's basically where Vince is like, oh, those are apartments now, but that used to be the Hacienda, and then we all just kind of looked at it, and that's... Oh, cool. And then we saw the train tracks, which was cool. The, I mean, the... Um, I keep saying train tracks. The trestle that was like the brick 
uh, train riser. Oh yeah, yeah, arched. yeah. Sure. Like it looks really, really old. Wow, cool. Because it's probably from eleven hundred. Probably from around eleven to eleven fifty. God, that's so great. I I loved it there, and people are so. I just like European people. Yeah. It's um. Well, there's. I find like before I went on this trip, I think I was really nervous to be doing that much traveling, and I have that like pre-anxiety of like something's gonna happen or there's just gonna be delays like we're gonna get stuck in the airport we're gonna get stuck here we're gonna get stuck there yeah it was super easy breezy it wasn't like that like it was it was good the only thing is just I'm always five minutes late so minimum and so when people are sitting outside and Georgia and Vince are both like early people sure it's sure a, it's good. not the best combination so it's just trying to like not be late was a humongous challenge because you know you're gonna be the the only one that's late every exactly. single time yeah, yeah no they're well vince is the tour manager so he has to be on time oh he is i didn't know that yeah he's our tour manager oh cool that's that's kind of what he did out of college like for bands and stuff oh i didn't know that and it's what he went to college for which i think is fascinating well that's funny because i just assumed i don't know because i sent him that message do you know when they get back but i didn't know that he was always on tour yeah who else goes so it's just the three it's of just you? the three of us which also isn't can make it if we try <laughs> it can be like a, that also can be depressing when you just are like you're on tour but you also feel like a third wheel right but, but I mean totally they both are not like that and it's not like that's just just kind of, making out in front of you always <laughs> 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 yeah it's just more um, that we should have one more person uh, yeah just for like bal- Even, the balance of yeah mind. I did I mean, the um, that Paul Ryan stuff was my manager and the Andy Main, the moderator, and that I was like, boy, it would be great if a fourth person. But then I would have lost even more money. Exactly, it's so expensive. Yeah, to, like people are always like, you should take Stephen on tour, and it's like, see, there's already people there recording the podcast. Right, we're, right. We we're not made of money, like to just pay for. Like, it, the hotel, we stay in, like, we take good flights and we stay in nice hotels because that's what we want to spend our money on. It's like, we're not going to travel and then go to, like, a shitty hotel to save $50. Right, it's right. It's like, fuck that shit. I'm not, I'm middle-aged. What? Like, I'm going to stay. We stayed in this hotel in Stockholm called the Grand Hotel, and it was right on a canal, I guess, or right on the water. Oh, yeah. It was across from the pa- Royal Palace. Really? So it was just like I opened my window. I felt like a princess. I just opened my window and it was gorgeous. And so I kind of didn't feel bad that I wasn't a tourist in Stockholm only because totally it was gorgeous. Yeah, I stayed in beautiful hotel like in Chicago and stuff. But then in a youth ho- no in Chicago I stayed in a youth hostel. No. Man, they are. It was so nice from the outside. I think it used to be a haunted boarding school. <laughs> Um, haunted now used to be a boarding school, but now it, the only ghost was just so many balls. Just the Ugh. smell, it just smelled like socks and balls. We stayed at a youth hostel when, like in the year 2000, when me and Mary Lynn went to Ireland, and it was uh, with girls guitar, girls no, we, guitar club. We just went there for vacation. We just oh, like okay. were like, oh, this will be fun. And my sister, it was my sister's idea, and then we kind of split off and went, just drove around. But it was during a festival, 
so we were in a room with bunk beds with like eight other girls and these two girls came in at like three in the morning and started fighting and I was like like fight fist fighting no no like girl fighting oh yeah yeah like because they were drunk and mad and something happened at a bar and I was like you've got to be kidding me like it's truly the middle of the night and you don't give a shit oh wow and then I went the next morning got up took a shower and then as I turned the water off realized I don't have a towel <laughs> and of course oh, they don't shit. provide towels no of course they didn't I I, I swear I made the exact same mistake I never I didn't know I and the no bathroom's idea. down the hall yeah there's no, no I had sink to dry, in the room I dried myself off with a towel I then had to put on Nasty. So I'm never, I mean, I can't go back. No, no, you can't. They're still talking about you. You can't go back there. (laughs) Remember the lady who left a towel? (laughs) Didn't have a towel? Left her towels at home. That idiot that doesn't know the towel rule. You're supposed to travel with towels. Mm. That's the one reason I'm happy to leave this city is that I get to go use brand new towels somewhere. (laughs) Of course I wouldn't bring my shitty old towels. No. They're not. They aren't that old. They're some are less than a couple years old. A couple. Most of them are pretty old. (laughs) Let's get you some new towels. Okay. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Right right here, we'll do. Yeah, I do need. uh, There's. I got to get my life together. Is that what you're saying? Well, no. You know, I'm just making a couple suggestions. But Mm -hmm. the uh, (laughs) there was a towel warmer. Have you ever? No. Seen those? They're like towel racks that are hot, so that, that when you get out of the shower, that you pick up the towel and it's warm for oh you. Oh my lord! That's because we were just in Glasgow. So wait, London, Manchester, Amsterdam, day off, and then Glasgow, and then here. God, that sounds great. Glasgow had a towel warmer, and then a blow dryer. I couldn't find. And didn't you do? And I did see one, but it was a while ago that you did. An Apollo in... Yes, that was, um... The Hammersmith Apollo was the London show. Is it related to the Apollo that we know and love? No, no. (laughs) Okay. Just in title alone. You know what? Sometimes I ask questions because I know they're dumb. (laughs) Those are the best kind of questions. Mm -hmm. The ones that make me feel smarter than you. Right, right. Well, I know that I'm setting you up to be in a superior position. The, hammer, the London show was hard because I didn't sleep in Stockholm the night before. I just couldn't go to sleep. And so when I got on stage, I was doing Jack the Ripper in London was my murder. Oh, and yeah, yeah. the second I started, I was like, this is the worst idea you've ever had because everyone in this audience loves true crime and is probably a ripperologist of some kind. Oh, right. And they all know... Like every mistake you're going to make. Oh, great. You're about to make, they're going to know. And I was, I immediately started flop sweating. It was oh, like, oh, that's one, funny. One of the worst shows I've ever had. What's theologist London. again? The Oh, ripperologists are what people oh, who right, right. Like, okay. are obsessed with Jack the Ripper. Oh, wow. Yeah. It has its own ology. Yeah, it does. But then here's the cool thing in the meet and greet, a girl came back. One woman came back and said, you did great because there was a bunch of ripperologists sitting around us and and the only thing they didn't like was there was one author at the end there are people who give theories of who Jack the Ripper could have been right and this uh, American author Patricia uh Cromwell or Cornwell or something. Cornwell, she yeah. Tri- she, tri- she tried to say it was this one guy. And she basically came out like, I have the answer. And she got a TV show. 
and all this stuff and it was a complete bullshit and all the ripperologists knew it so when I first started talking about her they all thought I was saying she had it right oh. and they were freaking out but then I basically was like but it was all bullshit and then they were happy oh, again oh right right oh I love those moments but it was though. that intense it was like being at Comic Con and being like okay everybody I'm going to tell you a little bit about a movie called it, Star Wars yeah yeah like no the best Star Trek episode yeah, yeah. Exactly. oh god the I can't. trouble with tribbles <laughs> So, yeah, that was scary and uh, whatever. Yeah, that would be intimidating because now your fans are like, they're, some of them are full on study this stuff. Like, yeah, and but, they might know if you're in that town and you're doing, you're usually doing local stories, right? Yes. There's going to be, I would always be worried about that. Yeah, it's a, it's very worrisome. And I think I just haven't thought about it that much. It's just that these shows are getting kind of big, and I think I'm just starting to realize the exposure level, which I was kind of happily ignorant about before. So it's that, and then, uh, and then on top of it, yeah, it's like, well, there. I think there are people. What I'm starting to get. <laughs> this is the part where I just lose my mind and just start babbling incoherently. Um, you are it right now in your brain. It is five in the morning, it's five and in the you morning. are supposed to be waking up. That's right. And did you sleep on the plane? I slept maybe two hours on the plane. You can. Do you need to scream? Do you need to? Do you need to? <laughs> no, I don't know. It, here's the thing. I slept so badly on this trip. I would do that because this is the hard part. We do the show. We get home from a show at midnight. Yeah. Or twelve thirty. Sure. And yet I can't sleep till two a.m. because you're so keyed yeah, up. Yeah, that's me always. Right. Yeah. So then, like two three a.m. is if I'm going to go to sleep. That's when I go to sleep. But usually right. I'll just start watching TV. And just kind of like God, that's the same as me. Yep. Yeah, it's hard. It's it, it, it's the and then after a while, the attrition of that is just like. And now I'm at that point where I'm. I don't. I think I might not be tired because this is my normal sleep pattern of still being awake at five a.m. Wow. <gasps> but anyway, wait. I was going to tell you. You said this was the trip where you kind of realized. Oh. The reach that you guys have. That reach, the, but then also. The people who really care about the details of true crime don't listen to our show. Because our show is like a... It's, it's very, a comedy show. It's comedy. And right. it's light. And we're not about this is exactly this, this, this. And like giving every detail. Of course. And so those people... Like I think I came to realize <clears throat> after meeting so many people... Oh yeah, we don't have to worry about that. That's the thing I was really worried about for a long time. It's like those aren't the people in our audience. The people in our audience are there for like the fun times aspect of it. Right, and I can't help but because it's it's just a thing I did. That's I was worried about being political enough or being savvy enough as this for asshole. Yeah. But then I realized no, people know they're going to a comedy show. I'm going to rely on the improv, funny part and fitting my jokes in there. That's yeah. Then I started to have fun with it, and I realized no one was there to judge me in the capital of Wisconsin. Maybe a couple people. Maybe. A couple guys in suspenders came, and I'm like, oh, they're going to be fact-checking. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it it's so much better once you just remember you're a comedian. Yeah. And people want to laugh. They want to laugh, and also, I always I didn't learn this till way too late in my stand-up comedy career. People want to watch you be brave and execute a thing they could never do. So even if you don't do it great, they're still happy you're doing it at all. That's what I, the whole time during the Paul Ryan thing, I'm like, <laughs> this isn't great, but it's happening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it gets better because yeah. you're 
a comic, so that means every show is the next show is going to be twice as good as the last show, simply by the fact that that's what we do for like for survival. It's yeah. like whatever happened the first night will get fixed and improved on the second night times ten. Right, right. Yeah. Unless you take a break for a couple weeks and then do a show in LA to 40 people. Where'd you do that? At the Dynasty typewriter. Well, 40 people is a huge crowd for LA. And yeah. It really is. Oh, and someone named Corey came. She's the best. She was at the show somewhere in Wisconsin, I believe, or the Chicago one, and then flew here and saw this one. <gasps> Corey? Yeah, she's the best. Hey, That's awesome. Corey. That's Oh, and lots of, uh, I would say 10 different people told me they loved Do You Need a Ride. Oh, cool. On cool. this trip. Yeah, I, um, that's great. Yeah. They're, they're all, um, they're caught up on your podcast and now they're getting caught up on ours and it's really neat. Yeah. I like it. And I know, they, it's pretty cool. They, I, trust me, I've noticed them too. I love it. It's, it's, uh, it's so good that we, came up with this podcast idea and then just really hung in there in those lean times there's like maybe think the, the one time where we were gonna do it and then I I was just like yeah can we not do it and you're like yeah but can't we do it and then I was like oh, okay I remember that I and tried you to were cancel like, on you okay and just thank like, you <laughs> yes I don't really have a re- but no I that's how I feel too it has everything to do with it's kind of scary to be driving but I've gotten used to it and this is fine driving it oh yeah I've done enough sit-down podcasts in a building now to realize I'm not any better at it when I'm not driving that's what I suddenly realized <laughs> I just laid a real stinker at the comedy store in the basement on this and I had free range to be as quick and smart as I true could, and I was I was I was like I might as well have been operating a backhoe <laughs> you know yes uh, oh you have to be over. oh I got a speaking of backhoes you better take me to Los Angeles and not Ventura no we're going to the Ventura Harbor <laughs> Comedy Club <laughs> please don't make me do comedy right now oh just oh god I have the worst this did I ever tell you about the the New Year's Eve Jimmy Pardo and I worked there at the the, at the Ventura the Harbor Ventura I mean it's a giant subject change but uh, no please it was just uh it was just everyone was kind of messy uh, oh every everyone's legs were shaking as they were sitting and, and this guy up front had a curly mustache and a bald head like the boxer in mm. indiana jones <laughs> that gets hit by the propeller yep. he looked like him and was Shit. big and his wife just looked like uh like real feisty and leathery, and, and they were—you mean that in the in the complete euphemism way of she was horrifying, looked like a hag. <laughs> she was very <laughs> hag. They were both. There were a couple hags that meant they were meant for each other, but they'd maybe had a fight that night and then decided, "Hey, look, we have these free comedy club tickets. <laughs> Let's work it out there." Yes. They were not, and they kept going out to smoke long menthol misty slims. And and then they talked during my set a little bit, but I just didn't pay attention to them because I was scared of them. And then during Jimmy's set, like 10 minutes before he's supposed to ring in the new year, he starts yelling into his phone, oh, just watching some short asshole. Like, all of a sudden, 
was made the show about him. Oh, the guy did? Yeah, the guy up front. Oh, and I thought you were saying Jimmy did no, that no, as a no, bit. No, Jimmy was like, uh, can we have someone take care of this guy? Like, it was bizarre. Wow. And, and then these two dudes from the audience, and one had like a tap out <laughs> polo shirt. Like, they were like little, uh, not Greco-Roman, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu type dudes. Okay. And they forced the guy out. They just asked him to leave, and he, like, pushed one of them. And then the lady, the wife, punched one of these kids, and he pushed her, and they landed into a giant Christmas tree, and the Christmas <laughs> tree fell and landed on these people who were already unhappy. Half the crowd didn't get their food that they, they bought, like, a... $50 deal where no and so half of them didn't get their fish and then that restaurant closed and so they're pissed off with their arms crossed and then a tree lands on their faces and then these and then the guy starts punching these kids and then they choke him out and he falls and he hits his head on the edge of the stage and blood starts shooting up towards Jimmy who like dives out of the I'm not making any of this up blood <laughs> no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I promise it was all a Rube, Rube Goldberg machine of <laughs> horrid <laughs> in, in, violence. And and they just were fought and fought until they went outside. And then they, these guys just beat this man up. And and then Jimmy had to be like, hey, count down to midnight. Happy New Year. <laughs> and people were crying. But he did a great job with it. He, <laughs> he really, it was amazing how he like cleansed the pellet and. Jesus, not, it was hilarious. and I will never go I like blame venture I just have never gone back that was a long story the, <laughs> end. the end you've also done some traveling in your life to yeah. Ventura oh yeah yeah you don't have to go to Europe to experience <laughs> fine cuisine and teas <laughs> I know what tea tastes like you just go down to the harbor wait is it 921 for real it is, I think. Shit, it took us forever to get out of that yeah, fucking airport. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm so, sorry. Sometimes when I, usually when I land, my phone is dead. And I just plug it in and lay by the baggage claim for an hour. Because no one's coming to get me. No. Oh, I'll come and get you. Nah. You can ask me next time. That's week. nice to say. Why am I turning <laughs> to Mo from The Simpsons? It is. Yeah. Oma. <laughs> it's nice to say. <laughs> Why is it? I I can only do voices that are already comedians doing voices. Well, because then you have a blueprint. Yeah, yeah. You know where to go with it. One day being able to do most of the Smurfs is going to launch <laughs> me to stardom. <laughs> I used to watch that show Livid. Like, there was nothing else on, and I'd just be like, I hate the way they're all talking. Yeah. Like, they're talking like babies. It made me so mad there was only one girl. It was, yeah, that was a weird situation it for was, her. What a dangerous, like, every day, so scary. So scary. She was under constant threat, and and also kind of like, oh, well, then I'll do this, and then I'll do that. It's like, could yeah. you... Please protect yourself. Yeah, at least be physically, if not mentally d able to defend yourself, at least have a stick or a, some brass well, knuckles. Take those high heels off. You don't need to wear Smurf high heels. Everyone else is wearing normal mushroom boots. <laughs> all their, all their, all their soles are Smurfy. Those, <laughs> those 
smurfy boots would look so cute with that dress. You don't need to wear a quarter inch heel. You're not a fucking secretary in an office. <laughs> Damn it. I can't believe I'm almost home. This is a fucking miracle. It's going to be the best. For a little while there, I was like, I'm never going to get back home. Right when you open the doors, you're just going to float hovering above <laughs> your dogs like Yogi Bear. Yes. To your bed as if it was pie cooling on a windowsill. Yep. Exactly. You know what I'm going to eat? is pizza because uh first of all because i'm going gluten-free after tonight when i get my bearings oh and yeah jet lag ends or whatever i'm gonna go gluten-free what made you decide because you know i i don't fuck with that more you I, don't i do sometimes but but I, it's for terrible lo- for inflammation for a long time yeah when i uh had my bad arthritis and and then bad hips you know yeah. when i was really in my most amount of pain that helped so much. To well, I, I, we, when we were in Stockholm, we had a day off, so and it was around my birthday. So Georgia I got us both Swedish massages. And the lady, I walked in the room, and the lady said, oh, you're booked for a, whatever, it was a, like a 90-minute harmony massage. And she looked at me, and she goes, can I, I think you should switch to lymphatic. And I was like, oh. whatever you want to do to me, do it. And so she did <laughs> Even though I'm offended. <laughs> Even though clearly you're making a comment about my appearance. But she basically was like, I said, I basically said, I stopped eating sugar and then I started again. And then I, it's like, I crave it all the time and I, my right, eating right. is out of control, blah. She goes, start getting weekly lymphatic massages, cut out gluten. She goes, your system is panicking. Oh, and wow. she's like, and then if you can just calm your system down to get the inflammation down. Um, she's like, then then the weight will come back off. I love it when people know shit. Especially a Swedish uh, massage therapist. Yeah, yeah. They fucking know. And she started giving me the lymphatic massage, which is, I don't even really know what that means. But then she started going, oh, your system is really responding. And then I was like, you could sell me something that costs $800 yeah, I would buy yeah. it right now. Yeah, I love that. I do too. So I feel like now I have this plan. I'm going to do one last, because we had this pizza last night in fucking Glasgow, which was the best. I love Glasgow as a city, and the people were fucking great and so nice and hilarious. Yeah. But we went to a bar after the show because we didn't eat. We don't eat beforehand, and then there's nowhere to go after. Of course. So we end up at a bar. The pizza they served was like, remember those pizzas you made yourself that came, that tomato sauce was in a can? And it was like after school kind of pizza. And you make the dough. And yes, I do. I I I know my old my old my ex stepmom used to make pizzas. And yeah, they were great, but um, they did seem like a school project. Yes, for your mouth. And there's there's a kind of a glue element to them. Yeah, it's like making a tasty volcano. <laughs> but these were like if that was terrible tasting. Right. So we were all like, oh, pizza. And we're like, oh, that'll get the job done. And we all really wanted pizza because we hadn't been anywhere that had it in quite some time. And it was the, the worst. Wor- oh, pizza. wow. It's hard to fuck up pizza, it seems like. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a bar. Yeah. I will, I will give them that. So now you want pizza revenge. Exactly. Yeah. I want some, some good kind of pizza revenge. We, when we were rehearsing the Dynasty, we, the, I've been to this restaurant, Maza. Yes. It's like fancy Italian. Uh, Michelle Balloon and I ate there. It was like, I'm like, oh my God, the salad. Everything was so good. The one on Highland, Moza with the O? Or Masa oh. in Silver Lake? Oh boy. I wish I knew which. Was it soup? Was it like fancy or was it like homey? I think they have a fancy and then they have a pizza place. Okay, that's Moza. Okay. Yeah. 
this, but this was a fucking deep dish, like Chicago, like it was fucking marinara. It was soup inside of a, I did not care for it. Okay. The cheese, it was the cheese under the crust. And then on top of that. Oh no. It was like chunky ass tomato. No, 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 no. I don't chunks. even want the tomatoes. No, it was a hard to eat, <laughs> a hell of a mess. Hard to heavy, manage. Mostly bread. They I'm going to some... say the only redeemable quality was its temperature. <laughs> <laughs> and its shape. It <laughs> was circular. I enjoyed that it was a familiar circle. <laughs> but once it was in my mouth, it was a familiar feeling of fury. Oh, I'm home. Oh, hello, you <laughs> sharp prudential rock planted by passive-aggressive neighbor Larry. Oh, I saw a thing that Is said... Larry? No, it's oh, Chuck. I'm going to call him Larry. The You thought Larry because I now I'm, pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Can you see that shadow on his... Yes. It looks like an elbow, like he's got his elbow on his hip and he's mad that we're late. Yes. <laughs> but but also a mon- from a monster fairy tale. <laughs> um, I saw a thing. So Chuck told my dad when my dad came down to visit me one time that he, w- he checked the uh, windshields in airplanes... Like that he, for cracks. That that was his job. Is it was like a uh, like quality check. Sure. Before airplanes went out, I'd want to know about that. And then I just read a thing that the most common jobs for serial killers is in aeronautical engineering, and then like some other kind of why trucking or whatever. And then why? I was like, that's what Chuck did. I would. You would think it would be janitor. I don't know why. Just because no. you can get into buildings and get in and out of doors. Hiding broom closets. You'd think. Look at my little doggies have been waiting longer oh, yeah. than they've ever waited oh, for me. That's sweet. That's so sad. All right, we have to say goodbye. I'm gonna so draw those them. Dogs I don't... can draw again. Well Oh yes. Look I mean look at my broken oh, Jesus hair. Christ. I know. That is where the bones are at. So I can't you know, I'm re- I have to rest like that exactly. So I it's so dumb. It's the biggest mistake I've ever made. I yeah, broke my horrible. fifth metacarpal, and it looks... It's been a month and a half, and it still looks and feels yeah, it looks like bad. it was yesterday. i got to go to a doctor again. All right. All right, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy Welcome to see you. Thank you your, so much for driving me. Of course. That meant the world. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> <Do you need laughs> D-Y-N. <laughs> Are you leaving or way back home either way we want to be there doesn't matter how much baggage you claim give us a time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine Malphorn. Uh, with Karen and Chris.